So welcome back to the plugin for more podcasts. We're here today to talk about the Cybertruck. The delivery event just happened on Thursday, even though this recording is coming out on a Monday. But we want to talk about it because we just watched it. And Mike's really excited about his three Cybertrucks that he has coming. Yeah, we'll see how many actually show up and how many actually get. And for those of you who don't remember, that was by accident. It was not uh, a planned thing. It was because Tesla's website was uh, having some issues. So instead of one, I got three. Um, wife was really happy about that. So um, maybe we'll have a garage and driveway full of uh, stainless steel. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EV Universe is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. So Tom, what are you thinking about this truck? All right, so I have not been shy over the course of the last four years talking about how hideous that I think the Cybertruck is. And I maintain that it's hideous. It looks awful and in all those things. However, after hearing about some of the specs and all of the design challenges and all of the new inventions and the reinvention of how this truck is functioning, it, it's impressive. And I kind of want it despite how hideous it is. Well, uh, I mean, if you're going to be driving it, it can't be that hideous, right? I mean, I don't think even I can make that truck look good. Well, I think, it, I mean, if you take away, if you, if you got to take a step back and think about what it actually does and, you know, being a truck-ish thing, um, I mean, there's a lot of functionality there. And I think there's a lot of cool things. And one video that... Um, I saw very recently, just, just this morning, um, was Haggerty did a really cool video on the Cybertruck. They obviously had a I think pre-production model that they did a full review on. They raced against the Hummer. They raced against the Rivian um, and uh, you know, did a full test on it. Even had Randy Probst um, do a little thing with it as well. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but um, I mean... I, frankly, after watching that delivery event and seeing how uh, how that all took place, they could have just done the Haggerty video in place of the, uh, you know, actual delivery event. I think it would have turned out better. Yeah, the the delivery event definitely felt like uh, a school presentation where you didn't study because you figured you could wing it. And that's what Elon did. And it just it felt painful. Yeah. And I think the tesla folks uh you know fanboys or whatever you want to call them um you know i i guess i would typically fall into that category as well uh, a lot of people were pretty upset about the um the specs in that vehicle um i mean elon didn't even say how much it cost during the event which um is kind of surprising um in some ways and because of the pricing you know it was definitely a lot higher than it was four years ago, which inflation, we get it. Um, I think everyone is expecting, expecting it to be more expensive. However, um, you know, to not mention it during the event and then everyone to see it online, I think was a little bit shocking. Um, same thing with the range. That wasn't wasn't brought up either. Um, and there's some pretty big news with the range. Right. So your range, at least, you know, looking at 
overall, you got the three different versions of Cybertruck. So on the Cyber Beast, which is this topped out model, you're looking at 320 miles. That's your EPA estimated. Uh, your next tier is the all-wheel drive version, which puts you at 340 miles. And then you've got your rear-wheel drive only, which is about a 250-mile range. Um, however, you can add a range extender to it, which is going to get you on that Cyber Beast another extra 120 miles. But I think that's a pretty pricey add-on if I don't... Yeah, so there's... It's not shown on their website. So right now, there's we've looked at the code um, on on the site, and you can actually see it's set for sixteen thousand dollars is what it is um, for that range extender. And so if you haven't seen the, the photographs of that, essentially it's a box of battery that's going to sit in the um, most forward section of the bed, and it has to be installed at a Tesla. A service center is what we're seeing. Um, again, sixteen thousand dollars. It's um, apparently about 400 pounds, which is actually not as heavy as I would have anticipated, which is a good thing. Um, but it does take up about a third of the, the bed. Um, that's coming from Elon on um, a tweet or an X, whatever you'd call it, a notification. And I mean, if for a truck and you take up a third of its bed, then you're looking at like the Rivian size bed. It does get pretty good range. I mean, you're in the 400 mark you know between i think it's 440 and 470 so pretty substantial but um again it's more weight lack of bed space um some negatives there with it for sure and so when you start comparing it on the those types of metrics the range and your speed and that kind of stuff to the rivian or to the hummer ev like it's not as like extraordinary like it's pretty much on par with what a lot of these other trucks are doing lightning included and I don't think that's where the value of this truck comes from. I think it's the how it's revolutionized the technology that's under the hood and how this truck was designed from the outside in that's going to really set it apart. And that insight is what really makes me interested in this truck as opposed to it's otherwise mundane stats compared to other electric trucks. I would like to dive in on that part. So again, for stats, for the range, and for, you know, it, it is a little bit faster than what the Rivian is, not... You know, not a ton. I mean, frankly, there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to drag race this thing. And with my Rivian, that thing is fast enough as it is for a 7,000-pound vehicle. Um, but to Tom's point, there's some really cool things that Tesla did here that really weren't talked about as much as I think they should have been last night um, with the delivery event. One is the 800-volt architecture. That's a huge thing. There's a lot less copper that's going to be used in the wiring. It's a lot less wiring in general. Elon did mention that very briefly, but that's a huge thing for cost. Um, so that's that's number one. Number two is the steer by wire. Um, I believe this is the only vehicle that's come out with that, and that makes that's going to be a huge difference when you're in a parking lot versus on the highway, four wheel steering. So that's going to be a pretty um, revolutionary feature in and of itself, right there. Then of course you have the body of the vehicle, which you know for rigidity. That's huge. It's going to be essentially stiffer than a lot of sports cars out there. So handling will be better for what it is. Um, so I think when you look at those features and everything else is sort of on par, it kind of, at least for me, it kind of changes my initial impression of the vehicle. At first, I was when it first came out four years ago, I, I wanted that thing. I thought it was super cool. I had a whole bunch of neat features such as the ramp to get into the, the, the bed. Um, 
and the side sales and some other things for storage, a lot of things went away with that. And then with the price going up and the range not being originally what they said it was, I was pretty disheartened last night. But I've taken a little bit of time, you know, looking back at some of the specs and really what it can do. I don't know. I think I might be going back to to wanting it again. Um, Tom, where where are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that I can't afford a Cybertruck because of the pricing is so high. But it's all these things. And I really am attracted to this idea of this exoskeleton to where you have the exterior of the body that is providing some structural support that kind of eliminate some of the redundancy that you see in most modern vehicles where you have a chassis that's surrounded by this really flimsy sheet metal and that is what gives you the form of the vehicle um, i like the stainless steel appearance i think it's pretty unique and the strength of that exterior body panel and in that haggerty video that you're referencing they show the side impact crash test of it mm-hmm. and yeah there's damage to the body panels but the glass in the side windows that were impacted doesn't even break like it's rigid it's impressive yeah and i've you know anyone with with kids um you know families i have always looked at the crash test ratings of any vehicle before i purchased them i didn't care you know how cool it was it really was safety first and um maybe that just comes with being a parent but um when i saw this video um of the side impact and I mean, it's, it's so impressive. Um, and I, again, I've watched so many of these videos, um, and even ones that are five-star side impact tested and rated They just, those aren't even comparing to this thing. I mean, it truly is remarkable. Um, so I, anyways, I thought that was, that was really neat. Um, and again, as a, as a father with two boys that like to throw stuff in the driveway, um, have having some protection for the vehicle of uh let's just say franz um limp wristing throwing the baseball at like maybe a half mile an hour i'm not sure but it was um a really really weak throw i wish they would at least throw it a little bit harder um anyway we are going to do a video of your rivian doing that right you're going to have your your boy throw a baseball at the door we're scheduled that for later no yeah i mean with a nerf uh ball or something just to in case um but let's i want to i want to talk about the um the pricing a little bit because i think that um got a lot of negative feedback from people on the internet over the last few days um but i want to talk about that in in some way so one that extended range batteries sixteen thousand dollars um which again that's optional if you look at the top range right now, that Cyber Beast, that's ninety nine, basically a hundred thousand dollars on the on the nose. Um, the next tier down, so the dual motor, all wheel drive, that's um, just just under eighty, so seventy nine. And then when you look at the the base model, you're looking at um, sixty one thousand for that rear wheel drive, and that's coming out in twenty twenty five. What I yeah, I think it's really key here is the federal tax credit. And so if you qualify for that, that all wheel drive model is going to be, you know, 70, 73,000, 72, um, which now you're getting into, um, you know, a somewhat more reasonable spot for a car with 340 miles of range. But the other thing too, that, um, 
I think is also key is if you think back of the, you know, the model three, the model Y, what happened with the, the plaid when it came out for the S and the, and the X and how much those ha- were priced. And then the addition, the price decreases since those came out. If we see that with this, which I suspect we will, as the production ramps up, now we're getting into a really affordable vehicle that, um, I don't think a lot of the OEMs are really going to be able to match if it gets to that point. If they can do the same price drops here, I think that completely changes the game. You're listening to the Plug In For More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. So the one thing we talked about on... The last time we talked about the Cybertruck on the episodes was whether or not it's bulletproof. And we were trying to get you to want to volunteer to shoot yours when it shows up. We've since seen videos that have come out and they've shot it a bunch of times with a Tommy gun. Joe Rogan shot an arrow at it. Um, and assuming all these videos are real and nothing's been fabricated, it, it's stopping handgun rounds. For people who don't know your background, give a little bit of background on your training with firearms um, so they understand, you know, your expertise in that. Cause I think that's key to this conversation. Right. And I spent 17 years in law enforcement. I've been around guns my whole life. I wouldn't necessarily qualify myself as an expert in the field, but I have some basic understanding of ballistics and the different types of rounds from different guns. And, uh, yeah. So what they're shooting at the cyber truck essentially from that Tommy gun is a handgun round. It's a 45 ACP, which is a very large, heavy, slow bullet. Um, Typically, handgun rounds are going to be traveling uh, anywhere between like 750 feet per second up to like 1,500 feet per second. And so with that that speed of that bullet, you get more energy that travels with it that has more puncturing power, which typically handgun rounds uh, are the weakest. Now, you look at a rifle round from, say, like an AR-15 or some of your more potent deer rifles, you're going to have speeds of three to 4,000 feet per second. And I would be absolutely shocked if the Cybertruck did anything to stop a rifle round. Um, there's, a, there's an important distinction there to, to make between being bulletproof, well, maybe pistol bullets, but I would be shocked if it's stopping rifle rounds. Well, and I think the other factor is there, if you're driving this and someone's shooting at you, they're probably also going to go for the win- windows as well which you just, is you just gonna duck. Be a big exposure you just duck and get low yeah that's right <laughs> yes that's yeah because you'll 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 hear and see the bullets coming yeah and, um, and even like the ballistic panels that we i used to wear at the, at the police department for you know protection from getting shot those are really only going to stop pistol rounds either like that's the same kind of idea because the soft body panels that we wear in our body armor isn't going to stop rifle rounds and the amount of protection you'd have to have on your body to actually stop a rifle round makes it counterproductive to really even move and i would almost predict that at some point uh, i don't think it'll be too long there'll be people who get one of these trucks and they're gonna um do amateur you know shooting at it just like kind of what we were joking around a, a second ago about it but i think i think it's going to happen i think there's some people are going to get hurt um i think they've kind of over advertised this a little bit um i mean i, I understand the point and you wanted to showing how um how tough it is but uh, i think there's going to be probably a few negative uh, incidents because yeah. of it and 
it's not something I want to see happen, but I'm I'm sort of betting on it at this point. So one one other thing I want to talk about is for a lot of people keep asking me, when am I getting my Cybertruck? When is that going to show up? Um, and there's you know a couple different sites out there that have um, some tools that you know, purportedly show you when where in line you are, and they're based off your reservation number. Um, you know, first off, we they don't know, at least to my knowledge, and you know, it hasn't really come out specifically on how Tesla is going to be delivering these vehicles. Is it going to be based really on your reservation number? Is it going to be based on your location? Is there going to be a factor of have you had a Tesla before or currently do? Some of those type of things. Um, and so, you know, it's also obviously going to vary on which model you're looking at purchasing. Um, and my understanding so far, the latest thing that's come out is each location is going to get some certain all allocations and based on where your reservation number is, um, you know, they'll reach out to you and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I really think it's too early for anyone to say, hey, I'm going to get it before someone else because there's so many other factors that come in that, um, you know, you could get you know, the call next week, or it could be six months or a year from now, um, even for the early reservation holders. And that was the same thing that happened with the Model 3. And so, um, you know, if you're reading, you know, if you've got a reservation for a Cybertruck, my only advice is don't have your heart set on it getting it at a certain time frame because we really don't know anything at this point. And a lot of those sites out there that are purporting to show that, you know, you have something coming in at a particular point in time, most likely are not as accurate as they would want you to believe. So we saw lots of the technical specs. We saw a lot of the exterior. Obviously, it's hideous. But one thing we didn't see was too much of the inside like i don't think we ever have seen the back seat of this thing and also the rear cargo area we don't have a great feel on that yeah i mean i would have loved a just a bigger dive into the front to really showcase i mean there's been a lot of different uh, photographs that had floated around of people taking sort of spy shots of the the front um some of the um, rear seat and the interior same thing with that the storage uh, compartment underneath the the bed but um, I would like to see more of that officially from Tesla so we could see you know really what what the size is in the bed does it um, do the sides of the bed slope down which I believe that they do so there's less room on the bottom that there is on the top um, how big that you know under um, under bed storage truly is how big the rear seat is. I mean, I've got two kids and a dog and I would really, really like to know how much bigger that rear seat space is versus what the Rivian is. Because for me, that's going to be probably one of the deciding factors if I get this truck or if I don't just on, on size. Because if it's very similar, I don't know if it's going to be worth me um, going through the hassle of, of uh, you know getting rid of the Rivian versus this. I mean, I guess time will tell, but um, I, I feel like that was kind of a miss and I would... I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it just to uh, just to see some of those specs. And I have to believe the backseat is going to have some degree of more space in the Rivian, just in the sense that the Cybertruck is four inches wider than the Rivian. I mean, and that alone, I think, has to account for something. I, I would hope so. Right. But I would just, for me, I, I just want to see it. I want to know for yeah. sure rather than guessing. And there weren't, to my knowledge, any photographs last night 
of the rear seat room. I mean, there was a couple of videos that have um, that were shown last night and that are on the website today of, let's say, a dog jumping out of the back or some kids jumping in, but it really isn't like a full picture. So you can't really get a sense of it. Um, I just want to see a tape measure, frankly. Yeah. So one of the other things that um, is very interesting to me is seeing the number of people with reservations. Um, and I've seen probably three or four different surveys on the internet the last 24 hours or so of people who once they saw the specs dropping off. So the surveys essentially are, if you have a reservation already for the Cybertruck, are you going to keep it or are you going to cancel it? And the numbers have astounded me. It's actually about 55 to you know, 50%, somewhere in that range, about half of people are going to cancel the reservation based on the specs that they saw last hmm. night, which um, I think obviously has to do with the pricing being up a lot. Again, inflation, I think we can all expect that, but also the range was really not what was originally um, uh, brought up by Tesla four years ago. And is that a battery issue with the 4680 um, really not being as far as long, far along as what Tesla had hoped? And when I say 4680, for those of you who aren't aware, that's a different battery than what um, Tesla has had in the past. It's all made in-house. Essentially, it's a not new-ish technology. It's a different type of uh, way to make that battery um, that Tesla's gone through. But um, anyways, I, I think those factors are um, have upset a lot of people, and they're just, it's not going to be a good fit for them. Cool. Obviously, we're learning more and more about the Cybertruck every day, and probably from when this podcast is recorded, when it released, there'll probably be more information even yet. But we'd love to hear your take on it. And if you reach out to us through our socials, DM us, let us know what you want to learn more about the Cybertruck, what you'd like to see, and uh, we will do what we can to bring that to you. Mike, thanks for taking the time sitting down, talking about the Cybertruck release, and uh, we'll be in touch. Take care. Thank you for listening to Plug In For More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, eVUniverse.com. Until next time.